to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to The Death of the Nation State. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And Today is Monday, December 26th in the year 2022. Almost to 2023, not quite there yet. I'm hoping everybody had a really wonderful Christmas weekend, celebrate the the birth of Jesus, which is good because we're going to need a lot of Jesus and a lot of faith in the coming year and a couple years ahead. It's going to get a little crazy, and we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight, about the death of the nation state. With that in mind, make sure you're also doing everything you can to protect your wealth. And that means getting your investment accounts into a place where it's secured with real gold and precious metals. That's why we have Birch Gold. Patriots, will the lack of red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden? More wasteful government spending? Higher taxes? A deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer? By diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text BARDS to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs. Text BARDS to 989898 and claim your free, no-obligation info kit now. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied customers. Text BARDS to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. So text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898. You will be so happy you did. Well, if it didn't strike anybody as surprising, things got a little crazier over the weekend. A woman, actually, this, this is now at a new peak of crazy. And uh, just I'm going I'm to say next for the sensitive ears, just be aware for the next 15 seconds, I'm going to say something that might make you feel a little uneasy. But they arrested a woman at Walmart who tried to steal a Christmas tree. She tried to steal a seven-foot Christmas tree by putting it in her vagina. I I cannot even explain that. I'm just telling you that is the news in the level of crazy. And um, every time I think we've gone to a new level, (laughs) we're now here. We We are now at a new level of crazy. But what can I say? Welcome to the America of 2022. I, and I'm, I wish I was kidding about that, too. I really do. I, I do. I, I, one of our mods wrote me and said, I never imagined I'd be researching to verify a story like this. And I said, I understand. <laughs> I, I totally understand. We're at kind of a new level of crazy. So here we go. 
That's it. Oh, and by the way, so that we're culturally sensitive, happy Kwanzaa. <laughs> Whatever. My gosh. I'll tell you, this stuff never gets crazier. And Twitter dropped another bit about the rigged COVID, how they rigged the COVID debate in Twitter. That's that's a new Twitter drop, so you can check that out. And Mike Pence is apparently going to run for president. There's an exciting moment. While we discover that Amazon's charity program, Smile, has been using the Southern Poverty, Poverty Law Center to blacklist Christian organizations from fundraising. Here's a shocker. This is, this is the world we're currently in. And it's pretty crazy. And it's going to get crazier as we go. I just want to draw your attention to something that's kind of interesting. And this goes actually back. This was a comment in an article titled Doug Casey on the Rapid Cultural Decline and What Comes Next. This is um, an interview with what the site is International Man. Doug Casey has stated that there was an, a, a number, has been a number of major turning points throughout history in which societies rapidly decline. Rome in the third century was one of them. It was a period of economic, political, and military chaos aggravated by the social chaos accompanying the rise of Christianity. Now, why I'm bringing that up is we have seen a revival in the true faith in Christian, in Christian faith. It's tremendous, and this is causing a massive destabilization and polarization within our society. I think a lot of what was intended, in my opinion, was that they would slowly walk us into the death camp of, of society by incorporating the issues of the new woke culture and not having, having completely, hopefully, in their mind, neutered the Christian movement, which has values, morals, red lines, etc. And, of course, the most important thing, which is a greater a belief in something greater than them, meaning the, the institutional elite. And that's the faith in God. And that gives people a chance to endure and to overcome. So we're in a period now, we're very much like third century Rome. We're seeing a revival of Christian faith, which is now really polarizing things at a rapid level. The polls showed that over the weekend, the people were really returning to the true sense of, of what Christmas should be. I know there's a lot of debate about the date. That's as you've heard me speak numerous times now over the last few shows. I don't find that to be a relevant discussion. What is important is that we're celebrating the intent of what Christmas should be, which is a celebra- is the celebration of the birth of Christ. That's at the core of this whole awakening of people, which is the true spiritual awakening. But let's look at kind of where we are right now. now coming out of the 60s, there was a kind of a foolish movement out of the 60s and and one of the main kind of theme, uh, theming or theme chants that they had that comes out of the 60s is hey, hey, ho, ho, Western civilization has to go, which was a ridiculous concept. And that was kind of this movement of free love, free drugs, free everything, open society concept, which is interesting because the Open Society Project is now funded by George Soros. But the whole idea was to destroy American values and in their vision to get rid of everything American. At the core of that was religion, 
the institutional religion, but most importantly, the greater issues of that, which is the true belief in faith and in, in Christ and, and in Father God. We are in that current moral decline, and it's as a moral decline, we're also seeing this, like I said, this other side, which is reviving, which is causing a very significant divide within our nation. Now, to kind of frame that, let's look at where we are right now. So free thought has been replaced by political correctness, and free thought is now discouraged. This is almost our, we're almost at a point of Orwellian uh, thought crimes. Free speech is subject to cancel culture, especially at universities, Google, Facebook, Twitter, and society in general. And in, in totalitarian societies, free speech is cause for imprisonment or worse, and we're beginning to see that emerge in Western culture. A woman the other day was arrested for praying along the street in England. So we're definitely in that direction. Free markets mean the freedom to act. They're gone as an ideal, replaced by socialism as a goal, where we have centralized regulation now considered to be the most essential point for most people in this new generation. They don't believe in free markets. They don't believe in any of that. What they believe in is that there needs to be central planning. That has been a beautiful accomplishment, and unfortunately, by the education system and the indoctrination into the universities, which are made up of just treasonous traitors for the most part. So we have limited government has to be replaced by state control of almost everything. Because limited government now is dysfunctional because apparently people can't handle themselves, even though we've done a wonderful job during COVID. But you need to have an expansive, a bigger state control. Individualism is seen as bad because you, you don't want to be outside of the group. That was one of the big objectives of the COVID scam. And so we end up with the COVIDiots versus the Patriots. And the COVIDiots all believe in a walk together, unified in mind, think whatever they're going to do. And the Patriots are all about being individual, being what God created us, but working in a unified faith, which is in the body of Christ. So the two do not get along well at all. Um, rationality is white and therefore racist. Science, logic, and fact are replaced by superstition, but you must trust the science. And groupthink is the new secular religion. So that this is we're there at that point. We don't even have to debate that. Liberty is seen as danger. Do not even discuss that word. You're almost a domestic terrorist if you do. Snowflakes need shelter in safe places for fear of being triggered because what that is essentially demonstrating is those people, when they get triggered, they have been exposed to the concepts of liberty, rationality, individualism, limited government, free markets, free speech, free thought, and they get triggered because it's outside of their boundaries of where they're convinced that they're safe, therefore they have to have a place to recollect themselves. This is incredible brainwashing, but it's very, if you look around our country, it's been highly successful. And that's thanks to sending your children to universities. So if you're sending your kids to universities and then you're surprised as a parent of why they turn back all screwed up, you can thank yourself because that's what happens. Get your kids into trade programs, community colleges, real hands-on type application degrees and get them out of universities. They're just nothing more than a brainwashing event, and they are hopefully, hopefully we can see them collapse as we go forward. I, I would be happy if every university was gone in this country. It'd make me very happy. So, um, 
the concept of progress is dangerous because it leads to inequality and no one should be left behind. So everyone has to be unified going forward. Progress suggests that one person has a better idea than another. And that's extremely dangerous in this unified effort that they're trying to roll out on society. Remember, this is all ultimately about one world government. Privacy has been replaced by transparency. There's no more privacies. You're, everything about you needs to be known into the public. And that way, everybody has an access to see who you are and you can't hide anything. You know, God forbid you might have a, a secret. Everything is monitored. And the social credit score is coming. That's part of it, that you're going to be able to know who you are. In fact, their, their vision for 2030 and beyond, which is the rollout then of 6G, which is kind of a critical piece here, 6G is the, is the level of data movement that they have to have to create an integrated virtual and real world. So it's the virtual world and the, the virtual world and the real world are literally active in you at all times. Whether you have an ocular implant, a brain implant, or you have glasses, as you walk down the street, the, the um, virtual world is overlaid on your real world. But in fact, what you're actually seeing is you're seeing all through virtual lenses or glasses, but you're looking at what, you, what is a image of the real world overlaid with, a, with the virtual pieces. And one of the things they've already demonstrated in their future idea is that as you go down the way and you see somebody, say, you're interested in, you can pay an extra fee from your dividends in your account to access and see what their social credit score is like to then make a determination of whether that's going to be a good partner for you. Because obviously a high social credit score means somebody that will be very obedient to the future plans of the World Economic Forum. Um, this is <laughs> this is where we're headed, and we're headed here pretty fast. Um, property rights... Um, You'll own nothing, and you better be happy. And on the bright side, your masters may give you food, housing, education, meds, meds, stress meds, and guaranteed annual income if you're obedient. If not, you're going to be cast out to starve to death. The classic rule of law is gone, replaced by thousands of micro rules. Everything that's not oblig obligatory is forbidden, and industry and enterprise are evil since they lead to greed, inequality, and using the planet's resources. So you need to live in a 300-square-foot, low-carbon low footprint box with a shared common bathroom for the entire floor. And uh, God forbid if you fart, because you better wear a fart baggie on there because you're going to contribute to global warming. So you won't eat meat because that's going to be dangerous to everything. And if you do manage to eat, you're going to eat Z-bugs, and you will eat vegetables grown in a vertical agriculture facility, which will all be genetically modified to make sure that you remain at a low level and hopefully dumb and very obedient. And don't be surprised if they're rolling out very quickly some sort of drugging and vaccines within the vegetables and, and products that you eat so that they can keep you subdued and calm. Because very much like Alex Huxley's Brave New World they will work with biological modifications and drugs to create a kinder and gentler kind of police state. That's essentially the transgender uh, approach here is to get people accustomed to doing surgery modifications to themselves and in so doing to create a new kind of human. And that's also the principle of transhumanism, 
which is that we, they, we are being thrust into this transition right now without our choice. People have decided that without our choice, we're going into a transition into a new kind of humanity. And that's called transhumanism. And if you're the Elon Musk type, then you're going to talk about the benefits of neurolinking yourself into the new World Wide Web, which is going to be Web 3.0, which will be a virtual interactive experience rather than like we're looking at now. If you are the deep state, then you'll talk about meds and injections, which will be the graphene oxide inside your body, which will be will control you aggressively and and turn you into something next to a digital zombie. And, and I'm not making or exaggerating any of this. This is literally the direction they're trying to force us. And unfortunately, too many people are going to buy into this garbage. And it's already happening. So let's just, and we'll get into that in a second because it's going to get into the artificial intelligence component of this. But let's look very clearly at the issue of the nation state. Nation states were constructed from the feudal era. They were, we, we were always as, a, as humans in small tribes and communities. When you go back into the Industrial Revolution, what we call the World Economic Forum's Great Reset and the Agenda 2030, which was to push everybody off the land. That's not new. That was originally done in the Land Closures Act in England in the Industrial Revolution, which takes us back to circa 16, late 1600s all the way to the 1800s, which was the death of mercantilism moving us into the Industrial Revolution which for those that want to do additional research, read Adam Smith, The Wealth of Nations. That gives you the mercantile system. And then take some time to read Das Capital, Volume 1 by Karl Marx. That's the, that's the analysis of the rise of industrialization in the, in the European Union or in the England as a model for the rest of the Western world. So those two things right there, you see the progression of increased expansion of control around the world by industrialists. And the idea of the Land Closures Act in England was to force people off their small farming communities into the cities. Oliver Twist, which is the play done by the, which play done about the inner cities of living in England, is based on that, the Land Closures Act. When people were being forced off their land into the cities, small farms became larger corporate holding farms, and people became dependent on the food provided by many of the, of the businesses or corporations. That was, uh, if you're familiar with the concept of the company store. So this is where you would be able to get all of your items and you would buy them in these places where you would buy through the company, your household basics. There'd be extreme markups, but they would also be able to control the level of nutrition that you got. In the 1800s, uh, through these company stores and the many of the access people had to the basics in these hovels that existed within the cities, these are basically factory housing that was built by these companies. You can still, these row houses that exist in Liverpool and other places like this in England are a representation of this old way. I mean, this they built the company houses. They exist in Philadelphia. It exists in downtown Portland, Oregon. I mean, this is where the companies would build these houses for their employees and very much high density row houses. And so they would be reliant on what they could get for their goods locally England was a little more of extreme model, um, as was documented historically. Many of the factories then were actually using 
industrial waste, things like talc and sawdust to add to bread to extend the flour so they could make more profit and create a lower nutrition bread. All of that affected the brain component, the brain development of children and, and people. So all we've seen then moving forward is just a further extension of that, but on a much more devious level where people now don't feel so entrapped in the cities and industrial areas. They feel like there's more freedom to buy stuff. But if you have any question about the corruption of our food system, just read Upton Sinclair, The Jungle, which was done circa 1920. And he was kind of on the fringe of the lost generation of writers. So that was kind of an interesting group of them that were themselves looking at the world changing. That's uh, John Dos Passos, Hemingway, a variety of other people of that era that were looking at this tremendous change that the world was going through during World War One. And World War One ties into the death of the industrialists and the rise of this kind of new bourgeoisie that was that eventually now is leading the world where we are. So where does that lead us? Because where we are right now is this place where we're, we become very indoctrinated into a nation state. You roll back to America two hundred years ago, roughly. We were a very we were basically east of the Mississippi. Today, America has a very defined role. And it's, it includes Alaska and Hawaii. We have very defined borders. Canada has borders. Of course, we, you know, there's a whole historical piece that's important to realize that in the, in the revolution of the United States, there was an attempt to bring Canada into that with us. But the Jesuits set up house up in Quebec and prevented that from happening so that the two colony groups could not unite and become a strong front, which then kept us divided as nations rather than being united as people. That's the critical component to this, is nation states are an artificial construct to keep people divided. I have to stress that. And that's where it's going to be one of the biggest traps and difficulties for humanity as a whole. This entire global system of nation states are random borders. If you study the border between Afghanistan and Pakistan, it was designed by the British intelligence service effectively at the time. It's one of the most devious and brilliant ways of doing a border because what they ended up doing is they created eternal rifts between tribes that never existed before. And in doing so, they've created a perpetual state of warfare and conflict. That's a lot of what borders do. As Americans, we've become fairly conveniently aligned with borders, but we're starting to see the breakdown of that now with the rise of these kind of powerful city-states within our states, Portland, Chicago, San Francisco, Seattle, Los Angeles, Atlanta, New York City. These are powerful enclaves of people, and many of these cities are now infested with this sort of liberal mindset that thinks that there's a better way of doing things, that free markets need to go away. All the things I listed, there's a high density of these people, and then their vote then in one particular place because foolishly in the United States, we allow for the vote of be a popular vote for governor. And we allow popular vote to weigh in to lead us in the state elections, which should never have happened. Our founding fathers warned us about that. We end up with states that are run by cities. So we're, we've arrived at a feudal system, whether we realize it or not. The United States as a country, and I think this is going to be another hard red pill for people to realize is a corporatocracy. We're long past the existence of the Constitution. Much of the illusion that's going on right now is to keep people looking at the Constitution, 
to keep telling you that like you can win a vote. I've been telling you, and I've been saying here easily for the last year, the vote won't matter. But you know, and then the amount of and it's normal. I mean, I understand why people would re, would not want to hear that. But the fact of the matter is that we can prove it with what happened in 2022. There was no red wave. What just happened with Carrie Lake and the judge that ruled, knowing all the facts about that case in Arizona in Maricopa County, we now can see honestly that there is no there is no system anymore that works. It is a it is a two tier system: one for the elites and the rest for the chattel. We're the chattel. And the states, the constitution, the structure of government is purely a facade. And if you question that, just check out this $1.7 trillion emergency bill they just passed, which gave funded everybody and everything under the sun, and all the cronies got what they needed at our expense. So where does this put us? Because we're at a very critical state in humanity, quite frankly. And it is literally a competition between centralization and decentralization. And we have one group of people, and many of them are the youth in this country and around the world, that have been indoctrinated into this idea of all of the benefits of being part of a group, a group think, a one-world citizen, a one-world government, and they believe it because effectively they have been trained to be stupid, and they're doing a good job living it through. And I say that very intentionally because They've never taken time to read the histories to understand what happens when you get centralized government. It's a totalitarian regime. They also have never taken time to study how our government was intended to work. And so they're looking at the failures of a system right now, which by design are failing because they're not part of the Constitution. They're not part of the Republic as it was designed. They're an aberration of some political hell given to us by our political elite all with the idea and the illusion of naming it a republic, even using the words democracy, which we don't, shouldn't even have in our lexicon in the United States because democracies fail. And so these youth are migrating towards what they're being offered, which is this great new opportunity to get a guaranteed basic income, to get free health care, which they're claiming is a human right, which ensures that you'll be forever in the medical system that's controlled by the tyrannical elite, and essentially giving away all of their freedoms. And, of course, with all of that comes the great big scare and threat that, oh, my goodness, don't have a gun around. you. It might accidentally load itself. It might accidentally crawl out of the gun cabinet, walk across the house, set itself on the counter, wait for you, and then when you come in from work, it's going to ambush you and decimate you. And even worse, if you unlock the door at the wrong time, that gun's going to walk down the street, it's going to go to a school, and it's going to execute children mercifully or mercilessly, excuse me, and do so on its own because they're literally the entire gun argument has centered around another part of the retarded generation that has never been around gun culture, but is believing that the guns are the problem, not realizing that they are the problem. So this is a pretty dark um, testimony to where we are right now, and I and I'm laying it out intentionally heavy because we're going to have to step back from this worship of the nation state. And if you notice, there are the two parties that are fighting right now. One is advocating, we must be a strong America again, united, etc. The other one is talking about, you know, we must be one world government. But the fact of the matter is we don't need either one of those because both of them are working within a failed structure and both of them want something very similar. So let me give you another little snapshot of this as we move through this perspective tonight. 
One of the biggest things that happened in this current fight that we're currently in happened about two weekends ago. And I mentioned it here. And it was it's not a small thing by any measure. And what it was is over the weekend, there was something two weekends ago, and over that weekend there was a thing called Chat GPT that was unleashed into the world. And this is an experimental chat bot, okay? And it's a it's produced by a research lab known as OpenAI, which Elon Musk is tied to. Now, this gets into the principles of artificial intelligence, which are really important in our current fight. The nation-state model, the World Economic Forum model of you will own nothing, you will rent everything, you will be happy, or at least you better be, is ultimately geared on a principle that an artificial intelligence system will be managing and monitoring everything around the world. As part of an extension of that, the elites have pushed for a technology which some say, and I would say that I'm in agreement with this comment, that this technology already exists and it's the ability to upload consciousness into an AI system. Meaning that the, the people of the world who have a diabolical motive, who effectively hate you, you and me because we're God's children, that have been building these biosynthetic creatures out here are, have, have, have an ability to upload their consciousness into these mainframes and they can download when they want into these biosynthetic creatures to live and ex- effectively live infinitely. And that's a whole rabbit hole of how we get there and I'm not going to get into that tonight, but kind of their own motivation. But the point is that that technology is on one side. It's what we would effectively call the black hats. They want us to see the ruling of the world in their palm using AI as a, as a constant perpetual carrying on of their life. And they will be able to rule forever through the artificial intelligence system and make sure that they own and control everything, that when they get tired of the virtual environments, they can download into this biosynthetic world, work in the real world, and then upload themselves back into the computer or have both existences at once. We see this other world, which effectively we're going to call the white hat world, which is looking at artificial intelligence as a, a tool that we can make peace with if we integrate everybody and humanity into it and we essentially become transhumans. So rather than us being controlled by an AI that then, say, through the shot, forces us to act certain ways, those that took the shot, this idea of a choice, which would be uh, symbolized by Elon Musk's Neuralink, is the concept of people choosing to be part of the next wave of humanity where we're going to have a peaceful and productive experience with artificial intelligence that will choose to have these Neuralinking uh, implants put in us. And as a collective humanity, we will partner with AI to create a better future together, working out complex problems, having a symbiotic relationship with artificial intelligence while the evil AI is destroyed. To see that visually, you need to see Matrix 4, and they they lay that out very clearly in Matrix 4. And we've talked about that in a previous show, but that's kind of a symbolism you can see to that. You'll notice in everything I just said that nowhere in that discussion is a reference to nation states. And this is a lot of what I believe we're witnessing right now is the total destruction and death of nation states right now as the current ruling elite continues to try to 
fight for who's going to control the dominance of humanity. And the irony is that we end up with Russia being kind of the lead for supposedly fighting for humanity and the U.S. trying to attack Russia as we kind of reveal that we have been really the Nazi world order more than anything. And this is kind of the state of the world. So nation states now are are fighting for their survival, but they're dying. And in this chaos that's happening, there is going to be a victor. And the question is whether that victor is going to be a centralized world government or a decentralized existence which will merge towards liberty or sovereignty of individuals. That's the big question. And it's really going to come down to the resolve of people. But it's going to be a pretty rough road before we get there. Now, one of the things that we just, I'm going to highlight this, just kind of the state of where we are. It's, it's come out, it was just in the Daily Mail. And this was Daily Mail as of yesterday. That the CIA is behind the number numerous explosions in Russia. And this is coming from a U.S. Army Special Operations veteran who's identifying that the CIA has had sleeper cells in Russia and that they have been actively involved in causing this sabotage and and destruction within their own culture. Blowing up shopping malls is the latest event. And that NATO itself has also has its intelligence services doing similar operations in that area over there. So what this is telling you is we are currently and officially at a very real war with Russia. And you, it, it's no longer a proxy war, that there's direct actions by U.S.-led organizations in Mother Russia. So I would tell you that buckle up because Russia now has every right to defend itself and to respond. I don't know how that's going to look, but I think it's going to be pretty rough in 2023. In the midst of all of this, there is this chaos is breaking people down. And the, as people get broken down, a couple of things in human nature typically happen. One is that people migrate towards what they know or they run towards what they seek will give them the easiest solution. Those are kind of your two options that typically come out of a conflict like this. What people know is the United States, the system that they referenced that they grew up with, kind of like, let's get back to normal, even though normal no longer exists. On the other side, you're going to take other people will seek what is easy. What is easy? Well, easy is going to be convenient. It's going to be things like you're going to have guaranteed food. You're going to have easy shopping. You're going to have um, these experiences now where all of this is tied into a centralized system. You don't have to use your credit card anymore. You can use facial recognition to buy things at a vending machine or buy things at a store that you you are going to be offered a basic universal income universal basic income which is a guaranteed income that you'll be able to do that if you comply with the rules everything will be okay let me tell you that is going to be highly appealing to many many people you're going to be like okay i'm tired of this stuff i was part of i'll obey your rules i just want my life to get back to normal and we've seen that with the willingness for people to take the injection that's going to be there. The other side, like I said, are those who are going to try to cling on to what was the past, but that's a failed model. And that's going to be a competing theme, which in my opinion, that model is intentionally being pushed, especially by many of those push, pushing for reform through election process, which I hope everybody can see now is broken beyond repair. 
but it's a trap because you spend all your effort there while they continue to build out the greater system. At the center of all of this is this fight between the elites, between if they're going to have an evil, maniac, dark, evil AI that a few control versus an artificial intelligence that's democratized, to quote Elon Musk, that everybody will be part of and willingly transition to transhumanists. Both models that we're looking at before us in this political and crazy fight of deception lead to the destruction of humanity as we know it. They both lead to that, and in the process, they will shred any concept of nation states. Nation states were the illusion all along, and people following those rules, you're going to find alliance or an inclination many times to go to this place of like, oh, well, let's democratize AI. Let's get back to working together so we can rebuild the United States and make it greater than it ever was. That's one direction. It's a version of the fourth industrial revolution. On the other side, you have this dark, evil place where it's literally telling you, you will own nothing, you will rent everything, and you will be happy, and you'll be happy with what we give you, otherwise we'll get rid of you. That's the unspoken part of that. That's your two thought sides. There is a third movement, and it's an important one to really grasp here, how important this is, because it's not being looked at in the main body, but it's here, and it's quietly there, and it's where I'm going to close this tonight in this discussion of why we have to push this so much, and ultimately it's county by county, and it's decentralization. Both models of the white and the black hat model that I presented here today deal with centralization in one way or another because you're either centrally tied in with a, a AI or you're centralized in your authority on everything. The decentralized model is where we regain our independence, and it functions literally in the depths and bowels of the artificial of the county by county concept of regaining our sovereignty through individual actions and the powerful actions of people taking a stand and once again reclaiming what is rightfully ours, which is what was given to us by God. And that's going to require us as Americans to band together and to take a stand to literally restore the Constitution but to be able to accept that we have to reject much of this technology, if not all. We're going to have to redo technology from bottom up. And it's, it's not an easy statement I just made. We're going, but we're going to have to start facing and, and improvising and innovating as we go. So a few of the things that we're going to have to look at to do this is we're going to have to control local law enforcement, and the requirement to mitigate the influence of the FBI, which means as well getting the Justice Department and other federal agencies. So that's a very critical issue. What does that mean? That means locally we're going to have to re-embrace the Second Amendments and the Tenth Amendments, which is states' rights. But I even take it further because I'm not a believer in the state system anymore. The states are as corrupt as the federal. So we're going to have to really dig in locally. And so when we talk about county by county, and we look at what's ahead. The death of the nation state is a given. That's kind of what I want you to grasp here. Is It's not a question of if it's going to collapse. It is collapsing and has already collapsed. The United States only exists by name. By function, it's already integrating into a world economic forum. And if it's not that, then if you look at the kind of the Trumpian politic model, that follows really something similar, but it deals with North American and South American trade. So you're creating a North American trade union versus a European trade union. Those are those sorts of things. And with this, you can also expect some pretty significant breakups globally. 
Russia is probably going to break up and the stress of this whole war as an outcome of this. China is on a high-speed track to breaking up into at least three kingdoms, if not five, because of its debt problems, its its failed mission of tr- the Silk and Road thing. And for all the talk that's about them standing up an alternative currency with the BRICS nation, keep in mind that if it was ready and capable, it would have already been rolling out in full swing. Countries are trying to bail from the dollar. They hate the, the hegemonic control of the dollar. That's real. And so the dollar is going to continue to slide as it does, as countries pivot away, and there's going to be a lot of breaking up. The question again is, are countries ultimately going to settle on a global one-world government, or are we going to see fragmentation that takes us down to decentralized power and much more sovereignty? And there's a lot of instability as we go there. And a lot of that's going to fall on us as a country to reset our country through the Constitution. Now, do we retain the same borders? I don't know. I have no idea. I think that, honestly, I think that where we're going in this way forward is going to depend so much on counties that we're going to end up having blue, isolated little regions that we just have to almost quarantine off. And I see that there's a huge potential to align with both Canada, um, United States, and even elements in Mexico as one body. And we'll see how that pans out. So I, I don't think that you're going to see anything like what you've seen before. It's going to be much more like the collective of of uh, the states, the colonies early on, and it's going to be heavily based on relationships at a county level. So let's look at, again, some of the things that we can dig into. Like I said, control law enforcement. We need to establish a single-day in-person voter ID verified voters, paper ballot elections. We know that. And the system is so broken right now that at a county level, we're going to have to start fighting for that. The vote is the one thing that they know absolutely works. And so with the victory of President Trump, what they have done effectively over the last two years, almost three, is they have gone through systematically to punish Americans for defying their uh, their rule and to ensure that there's no way in the future that you will ever have a vote again. If you question that, just go back and look at what just happened in Maricopa County with Kerry Lake. That judge is owned and he's a traitor, and I would happily pay a good ticket price to be front row to watch him swing. But besides that, that's where our system is. And that was a message sent to all of America. You will never get another election again. That's what they've told us. So it's time that Americans wake up and realize what's at stake. And there's going to be these stronghold of blue counties that are going to hold out and, and like what they have because they like having chaos and reigning control. There's a new power elite that's up there in these cities. You have San Francisco that likes to spend its time rather than fixing the problem, taking geolocations on human poop and tracking it on an app as if that's going to fix anything. Because there's a there's a whole generation that's just bankrupt in its principles of what it takes to have a country. And they believe that like by just exposing something, it'll fix itself naturally. The, the dirty part of like cleaning up human poop isn't part of their lexicon. And it's going to take a lot of resolve from people that have a very good foundation on one thing above all, and that's their love in Jesus. It's going to take that. So we have that movement going in the states, but it's going to have to be at a county level, and we're going to have to restart this just like we did in the colonial period, in my opinion. We need to eliminate anti-American political indoctrination and sexual grooming in the local education system. That has to happen in your local communities. It has to happen. 
We have to remove illegal aliens from our communities and restrict the activities of non-governmental NGOs supporting illegal immigration. They have to go. And we have to start kicking them out of our local communities, and we're going to have to get strong, powerful sheriffs and good county commissions and the backing of the people to do that. Now, I'm talking in general, and we'll, we'll, but keep in mind, this is some hard don't, this is some hard groundwork to make this happen. We're going to have to reject federal public health policies, not based on verified scientific or medical evidence. I, this is something I'm reading here and as a point which I don't agree with. I think we just need to reject all federal policies in general and just get rid of the federal government out of our counties. And we're also going to, we need to strictly enforce the idea that there's absolutely no discrimination. So you don't get a preference. This is one of these weird things they've done, this equal opportunity garbage. You don't get a preference because you're black or or female, male, transgender, confused mess you are, or whatever, or gay. That goes away. And we have to reset our counties back to these principles and morals that exist on a Christian foundation. Now, here's the good news. This is not that hard to do if we get people to finally wake up. It is a real road to hoe when we are looking at so many people that are willing to go the easy route. And again, that's this whole point that this offering, which is coming, this economic destruction is coming, and it's by design so that people get so worn out, they're just like, okay, I give up, whatever, man. Just give me that UBI. I'll take the shot or roll up my sleeve. Whatever you want me to do, I just want my life back to normal. Those people are our greatest danger. It's, it is literally that group think that, and they can be normal people, but they're weak. They, have, they are the ones that will sell you out faster than anybody you know. I mean, I, I would argue that even a leftist would probably respect you more than some of these people because a leftist is ideological driven. If you're ideologically driven, you may not agree, but at least you'll have a respect on those lanes. You talk about these other people, they're milk toast, and they're the, the greatest danger to the United States because they have no spine, they have no backbone, they have no ability to stand on their own. They are just weak and worthless in their daily life because all they want is what they can do to make their life little safe little enclaves. They don't want to stress about anything. And that's going to be our biggest challenge moving forward and ultimately the greatest victory in trying to get them to understand the threats that are posed and how if they don't play this get along with things, they're going to become victims. And a lot of these people won't believe you. We've already run into that. You've seen it extensively. But we are truly in a very critical time in the global environment. Nation states across the world are collapsing. You can expect Europe to pretty much be erased. Their open border policy with the immigration coming up from Africa is pretty much going to eliminate any sort of white European out of existence within two generations. And you combine that with the vax and it's probably going to be complete within two generations, if not one. What we're witnessing on our southern border is another massive problem because what they're bringing in here is they're bringing in fighting age males that were going to deal with a lot of this threat on a local community level. So it is time to focus locally and make sure that you're prepared. I am not painting a happy picture here. And this is the one of the biggest problems that we have in this whole movement has been this Q cult, which I was completely supportive of the principles of what Q is opening up, but what it has become is this idea that someone is going to save us. We're going to save ourselves and we're going to die. It's that, it's that simple. And this idea that whether it's going to be Trump back in 2023 or the military is going to take control, all these things they keep throwing out, 
None of that is going to change anything in your local body politic and the way that your counties function unless we get our hands dirty and start taking care of it. There is nothing more important on a national level, and for that matter, international level, than to lead this fight through local action. And that means not just politics, but it means changing the behaviors of how a county operates and the awakening of what people see and understand. And that's as part of that piece, which I've teased up before. We're going to talk a lot about it after the first of the year, but it's going to be part of one of the big initiatives here, which is local county podcasting to help at least move the information flow out. But Patriots, this is a, a time that it's important to step into the greater faith that we have, to stand on that rock of faith and know that God's got this, but we have action to do and that we have to start looking at the nation state as something that is going by the by. It's going to go away. If we are going to want to truly be free, this thing has to be set and reset at a county level. And we're going to have to dispose of a federal government. And in the process of this, there are going to be many of those people in these federal agencies that will not want to let go of power. That's a real. That's not even a question. So it comes down to the simple fact that Americans have to start coming together locally making their stand on a county level, banding together county by county, making new alliances, and preparing for a redefinition, a realignment of what this country looks like and may be in terms of borders and everything else. And it's, it's real. Um, the United States, as we currently are, is no longer a country. It is a corporatocracy. And it's about time that we decide to return the principles of our founding fathers back to reality and expel these fools and these ghouls that are running this thing. But that's going to take some hard action. It's going to take a lot of heavy duty commitment. It's going to take an understanding that we may not see the success of this in our lifetime, but to fail to do that, there is no opportunity to ever reclaim anything. If we don't get busy, let's pray. Father, we come here tonight, humbled before you, by our free will, humble ourselves before you in just a deep reflection of the state of where things are in this world. This is a challenging time, a time where we are literally faced with an enormous amount of deconstruction of things that we're accustomed to, a realignment in directions that we don't necessarily have the tools to do, and a watching of the global elite try to shape a future for us that we have no say in. And so, Father, what we do know is we have say with you through our prayers, and we have a seat at the table when we set, put ourselves there. So we're praying tonight for that tremendous wisdom to continue to filter down to each and every person to be able to answer the call of what you need us to do so that this army which you have created, which is the most magnificent army ever imagined, with its asymmetric capability, its deep bench, its ability to create layers and layers and waves of of attack in so many different forms and solidity and strength of hearts of a lion. We just pray now that that can continue to pour down with the confidence and understanding that victory is through this way, not through theirs, not through ease, but it's going to take difficult work in the trenches daily. And as we hold to that father, and just as you guide us to know that we are moving the, we are moving that marker down the field. We are literally occupying and expanding the kingdom and doing so in your name and in honor of all that you did and all that's been sacrificed for us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen.
So in this week, we're going to talk more about some of these pieces of this model and what's, what we're going to be challenged with. There's a lot of deconstruction that is going to be happening in our lives, whether we like it or not. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to reflect back on where we're going to be. That's a nice euphemism to throw out there. But the fact is that the road ahead is going to look at times pretty rough. And so it's pretty much I'll use this as an example as we close. There was a hike that I did a number of years ago where I got to a point in the trail and the the trail had been washed out. It was kind of a shale run and the trail had been washed out. And I had to make a decision at that point. There was no, it was either go forward or go back. And of course there's warning signs up. The trail's washed out. You can't go forward. And those usually don't, I usually don't obey those because I'm kind of that defiant type. And so we're kind of at that point here. The trail can look washed out. But the greatest strength that we have is numbers and working together. And this is something they can't control. So we have to make a choice. If we're going to traverse that hill where the washout is, take the risk that there might be some slipping, slipping and sliding and achieved, achieved the passage to get to the next that piece of trail that we can see just ahead of us or give up and either submit or give up and try to take the easy way. Those two paths are going to be coming at us hard and fast. The path that they don't want you to look at, the path they don't want us to do, is that path where we traverse that washout in that trail and accomplish by getting our foothold on the other side and start moving out again. We can do this. I have no doubt about it. But we're going to have to be willing to adapt to the changing environments and keep our focus locally as they try to create a global architecture that we're supposed to be obedient to. My bottom line, I will defy totally anything they put before us because I don't trust them, I can't stand them, and there's nothing these elites offer, no matter how smooth they talk, that's going to be for the benefit of humanity. Ultimately, it's always going to be for the, for the benefit of themselves. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And God will always win. Yet we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We're at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. 
Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. 